Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. VIP coming live from the VIP. Heard the nightlife, lost life with that. Welcome back to the locker room, guys, where we watch it so then you don't have to. But today, game five of the NBA Finals, we're going to watch a game and then record it later, like record our reaction later. But again, the Golden State Warriors take game five. Um, so I'm going to say the same thing that you're going to hear on every fucking news channel tomorrow morning. Well, I guess when you're hearing this, you probably already heard it. But if you would have said Stephen Curry went, what was it, over 9, over 10, and scored under 20, that the Boston Celtics would lose by 10. Like, that's just absolutely unbelievable. But the biggest shout-out of the game is obviously Andrew Wiggins and the bench play from the Warriors. Just unreal. Wiggins with 26 and 13, 0 for 6 from 3, but I've been saying that all series. Fucking Gary Payton, 15 points, 3 steals, plus minus of 16, and then Jordan Poole with 14, and obviously Poole that fucking bang shot. I almost like wanted to tweet out they should just run down the shot clock every single time because – Jordan Poole shoots better when the clock's about to run out. But what else do I got? Oh, another thing I was looking at, plus minus. I went over to the Celtics side. I mean, obviously, everybody's a negative, but Al Horford, like, the whole game was, like, minus 20s for, like, the longest time. He ended up with minus 19. Not good, buddy. <laughs> well, he was your best player, but I don't know what happened. And um, then I guess just the last thing I have is – game. Back to the Andrew Wiggins thing. When Andrew Wiggins got, I think, his final bucket at the rack, and Mark Jackson goes, it's not about how you drive. It's about how you arrive. Mama, there goes that man. And that just – that quote right there just summarizes the whole Andrew Wiggins experience we got tonight. Um, I mean, you forget he was the number one pick overall at a time, but – Nobody just, forgets that. Everyone underrates him. Or says he's, like, the biggest bust ever. I'm like, he literally averaged, like, 20-something a game for the Timberwolves. He just happens to – he wins with the Warriors, so now he's in the spotlight. And uh, NBA All-Star starter. I don't know if you, like, watch the end of the shot clock. It's so funny. They just give it to Jordan Poole, and he just throws it. No, not, not end of the shot clock. When they need a two-for-one situation – they give it to Jordan Poole, and he just throws up some crazy-ass shot, and he's not even close to making it. But they're just like, whatever. He has a, he can make those. So they're just like, go two for one, throw something up, and then we'll see. But, yeah, once he hit that one at the end of the quarter, I'm like, okay, he is going to have – he's going to shoot the next how many shots they're probably going to go in. And he did because that's what he does. He makes one shot, one big three. He's It's all him, and I love it. He gets the most confidence in the world. But – yeah, I mean Wiggins. It I like text Logan. I was like, he's like the next Sean Livingston. He, when he gets at that that free throw line, the turnaround jumper at the free throw line, automatic. He's literally automatic. And every time a shot goes up, he is crashing the boards harder than I've ever seen anyone crash the boards in my life. Yeah, that's exactly what they need. Um, and what I want to talk about is this is kind of like the 
scripts flipped. I mean, if you talk about like quarter breakdowns from the past games we've had, like the Warriors up like pretty, pretty decently fucking going in the half, but then they blow it. They get outscored 35 to 24. Then in the fourth quarter, it was just all Warriors the entire time. And um, yeah, like fucking Marcus Smart, right at, I think it was around the 10 minute mark, gets himself into a bunch of trouble, gets teed up. I think had two more fouls like with that it was just ugly and I mean I don't know if we talked about Marcus Smart's fourth quarter performances before but it was definitely fucking terrible and I, I that's the reason the reason they lost like I text Logan like the Warriors when they got when they kind of lost the lead Celtics came back Warriors just kept playing basketball like this like, because they know to do that the Celtics, on the other hand, just start going right to the refs when things go bad and just start bitching <laughs> and complaining. Like, Ime Adoka, their coach got a tee right before half or right before the first, end of the first quarter because they went on a little run, the Warriors did. And then Smart, obviously, you said it already. He got it. Dra- I mean, we already talked about Tatum bitching the whole fucking game, last game. Like, And you think Steph sucks in the fourth quarter? Like people say, Jason Tatum just disappears. <laughs> In the fourth quarter. Yeah, I missed two free throws that could have, I mean, it sparked That's something. Seven, but think. once he missed those two, it's like this game's fucking over. And every shot he shot was short, and he airballed like two or three. I mean, but Curry, yeah, he had a bad game, but he was so, like, unselfish. He, like, passed up good looks for Curry, like a good look for Steph Curry, but to get, like, to Jordan Poole for an open three or Draymond yeah, he for a dunk. Yeah, he just – he was so unselfish with it. He knew he wasn't making shots, so – Find another way to win. And then the last I tweeted, I was like, I've never seen a crowd get so crazy about a bench player coming in than they do it for Gary Payton. Like, He's I don't know if it's all, right when he went in the game, like his first time, I think he was like the first or second guy off the bench for them. And the crowd got, he got like a standing ovation. And yeah. Like, this guy is, he's a, I love that. I love him too. Cause he, he just plays so, so hard. Just like Wiggins too. Like they just play so hard. No, I love that with, Gary Payton also, um, he gets a foul in the fourth quarter. Then he just starts doing push-ups. <laughs> like, he just got a lot of that. It was a foul on uh, Tatum. Tatum, like, grabbed him. He had, he had a dunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a back to, backdoor dunk, and then Tatum just grabbed him. <laughs> Could have easily been probably a, like a flagrant, but because he opened court. Like, he was wide open. Is it just me, or is Clay Thompson having the quietest games in, like, history of basketball? Like, yeah, he's he not was, playing – he hasn't played, like, that bad this series, but I feel like everybody's like, oh, where the fuck's play? He's still averaging, like, almost 20 every game. He just, like, goes on his spurts where he just, like, go off from three. And the thing, crazy thing is Steph Curry is not that good at home. Like, he really hasn't been a good, like, home shooter, which is really weird. He shoots way better on the road, so, like, that's kind of got to be scary. If you're, you have game six Clay coming to Boston, and you have Steph Curry, who is way better on the road, Going to, it's just it's not looking great um and one thing logan did say logan texted me he's like why are we flop like marcus smart flopped on K- on a clay three like yep. you can't flop when you're guarding stefford clay because they're just gonna if you don't get the call they're gonna make it like, exactly you can't, take that, you can't take can't take that gamble you got just got to play defense <laughs> i don't know marcus smart like i He's the same with Draymond, where it's like, I want to like these guys, but they make it, like, damn near impossible, especially in these finals. It is unbelievable. Like, Draymond, this is 
in five games he's fouled out three times. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought he played better tonight. I thought he played pretty good tonight. I really do. He did yeah. fall out, but I thought he played better. He well, wasn't a he, liability. He took uh, two open threes and missed them, and I'm like, fuck, if he just hit one of these, maybe he can get out of his slump. And like that just wasn't it just wasn't I mean, gonna happen. He was three for six, eight points, eight rebounds, six assists. Like he just did what he got, had to do. Did like he tweet out he was gonna have a triple double? No, someone tweeted that out. Like, or maybe he did. I don't know. He's probably just trolling. I think it was like something like that. That's what he does, just troll. But I, I, I said it, I think they win this one. They win the next one. I think they win the next one in Boston. I think it's over, but. The thing is with Boston, though, you win next game. Any, it's a game seven. Anything can happen. It just happens to be in Golden State. <laughs> that's that's a fucking long play. Just get your ass kicked. And I was talking. <laughs> I, I told Logan, I'm like, everyone's saying like, oh, they haven't lost back-to-back games all postseason. They also haven't played the Warriors all postseason. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean you – Another person we haven't talked about yet, Derek White. Holy fuck. I don't think he got on the plane to California. He a brick. He, (laughs) like, let me read off Derek White's stat line. One point, one rebound, three assists, 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 3 from three-point line, uh, 1 for 2 from the free throw line, and, uh, yeah, minus 13 plus minus. One point is worse than zero points. Oh, yeah, for sure. Beast, I hated him, and he's like, so he good. played. He played twenty one minutes. Yeah, and put up that stat line. Your and bench, like that, actually plays. Gave you four points, Logan. <laughs> Grant Williams oh, had like, three, and he didn't. And it was an M one, or maybe not an M one, but he had a, he did make a three. Then, so your yeah, Logan, your bench went one for. Nine, like that actually plays. They went one for nine. I think the last thing I want to bring up is let me read off the turnovers. Let me read off the turnovers. Jason Tatum, four turnovers. Jalen Brown, five. Marcus Smart, four. Like, and then Horford had two, but whatever. But like, your three, like, best players have a combined fucking 13 turnovers. I mean, that just, you lose the turnover battle. 18 to 6, you're not going to win a basketball game. <laughs> my, uh, I remember my basketball coach in eighth grade, he said, you can look at any game without a box score. If I look at the – if a team wins a um, turnover margin and rebound margin, then they win. And, I mean, there you go. Damn. It, yeah, it's very likely that's what's going to happen. It's just – I don't know. I don't know what to think. Logan, I mean, Logan had some. Logan, you want to say something about the Tatum, Tatum thing? Here comes intern coin, uh, biggest Celtics fan, probably in Iowa. Yeah, I am the biggest Tatum fan. I'm the biggest Celtics fan in Iowa. Yeah, but the media's got to fucking stop talking about him because now he thinks he's got to be the next Jordan, and he's not going to be. Like, you can't, he's not like him and like, and everybody now, everybody's like, oh, Jalen Brown might be better. I'm like, no, it's because you guys dick grinded Tatum for the whole fucking regular season. Like Jalen Brown's been doing this. Stop only showing love to J- like Tatum and saying he's the next like next KD. Like KD's once in a generation like athlete. Like you can't just be start picking people like this. They're picking them left and right. They're like, oh Tatum is gonna win MVP like Finals MVP like right away. They had it after they win one, game one, and he didn't even play good. Brown's been playing better than him. 
I love Tatum and I want him to fucking play good. I'm probably going to cry when we lose this series because we probably won't be back because we're not going to beat the Bucks again. But give some of other, other players some credit. Stop putting it all on Tatum because now I feel well, like he thinks he's Jesus. That fucking thing I don't like either is that he's a leader of a team that I don't think any of them guys have ever been to a finals and he's so young and this, he's playing against a dynasty team. And they're judging him completely off of this on what his future will be. And I don't know. I think it's fucking wild. I don't think you can judge any of our players because, like, I even said this. I'll admit it now since this year. Luke knows it. I said going into this, we had to win in four or five. (laughs) We're not winning game six, Clay, and we're not going to beat the Warriors game seven at their place. Why? Because we're not experienced enough. And it's it sucks to say that. I can't be like – I'm not – I know when my teams are good and when they're bad. Like, the Bears are always good. The Celtics, like, no. <laughs> but the Celt- I was like – I'm like, dude, we might not be back. because if the I Heat- say it all the time. I say it all the time. When a young team gets to the finals, everyone's like, oh, they'll be back. They'll be back. Don't worry. Like, you got bright future. No, like, there's no guarantee you come back. Like, like Joe, injuries think, happen. Joe, do you think the Bengals are going to be back next year? Not a chance. I would, no, I said they'll never make it back. It's the same thing with the Celtics. Like it happened. Look at their um, guys and the Celtics guys. It's the same thing. It happened with what's his name? Was Dan Marino? He like got to the Super Bowl when he was like a rookie, and then he just never got back until I think it was until his team went undefeated and won it all. I don't know if it was Dan Marino. Marino. I don't know. That wasn't Dan Marino's team that went undefeated. Yeah, it was. Dan Marino doesn't have a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. He has their Super Bowl. Who the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Joey's right because Dan Marino got there when he was really young, first or second year, never got back. Like it happens a lot in sports, and people just like think, "Oh, you'll be back, you'll be back." I said it before this series, I'm like Celtics, you got to win when you get there. Don't bank on us being young. Don't bank on that excuse, like, "Oh, we're young." You got to when you get there, you got to take advantage of it and win. No, because listen to this. Look at the Heat. The Heat are young in like every way, and their best player is a vet, like kind of yeah, Jimmy Butler. And obviously Jimmy Butler's not – I think Jason Tatum's better than Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler, you can see when it comes to experience, he comes in the playoffs, he plays ten times better. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the Bucks, their best player isn't a vet, but it's fucking Giannis. And then, like, <laughs> He's so a vet. the Bucks aren't going to – the Bucks aren't leaving. The Heat might get better if they get down to Mitchell. Mitchell. The Sixers are young. They, they're not getting any worse. The East is better than the West now, unless LeBron and Anthony Davis figure it out. But LeBron fucking sucks well, anyway. you got the Clippers – Clippers, but yeah, if they get healthy really again, but Kawhi's probably going to leave because he always fucking leaves places. Luke, I don't know what part of this episode we were talking about it, like the whole uh, like luck and getting titles and shit. I mean, the Celtics just getting there, that's like that. The chances of like having all the cards set your way and going back is insane. Yeah. I told Luke we got lucky. When shit goes your way like that, you got to. You gotta capitalize. Advantage of it, you know, and it's not over. The series is not over. No, if we win game six, I, I am all for Luke always says that anything happened in game seven. But just I don't happen, know, it I just don't, happens to be the game seven that you guys are going into. It's not. No, it's not. No, we're not State. playing the fucking heat. We can't beat because he doesn't like. But Joe, I, what was I going to say? Oh, I just fucking forgot what I was going to say. And all I got so one thing to say. Nothing. I've been saying, talk about this guy a lot, way too much. That fucking. Jack guy from Imagine Sports. This is hilarious, Joe. This is hilarious. So dumb. Guess what his uh prediction was for today? I don't know, like Celtics by 15. Oh, he said Curry's gonna have 37, 
<laughs> the final score will be 112 to 111. Tatum will a game winner and have 47 points. Think about that. No, I just realized 37 and 47 from two guys. That is 90-something points. 80 yeah, Stephen A. Smith before the game said that Clay and Curry would have a combined 60 points. Yeah, but what Luke just said, that would have been like 90, 90 of their like 110, 12 points. No, no, it was Steph and um, Tatum. Oh, you said Stephen yeah, Clay no. earlier. Oh, no. He said Steph. Okay. And then Tatum would have 47 in a game winner. That's just – You're asking a lot with a game no. a game winner of 47. Joe, you know what the worst part is? Like, you can say, like, game six, Clay, oh, he's not at home. His best game six ever that kind of started game six, Clay, was at the Thunder. It was at OKC. Down three, when they were down three. When they were down, down three, two at Down the three something. So, his best game six ever is on the road. And they just yeah, kind of used to pack that fucking stadium too. That was one of the hardest places to play. Austin, though, <laughs> it's like franchise. And Clay, the thing is with Clay, he's like the guy. He's like the textbook guy that's like, he's it, like he will turn it on. Like it doesn't matter. Like Curry, if like Curry had a couple good game six, game sevens, you'd be like, oh, okay. But it's like still Steph Curry. You don't know, kind of not saying like that he's bad. It's like Clay's just so mellow and chill that. <laughs> He's doesn't get rattled at all. He's gonna see that game six. He's just gonna be like, okay, it's over. Well, yeah. Now literally asked him like, what are you gonna do like to help like, like your, to help your struggles? Because he's averaging like eleven points after the first two games of the series. He goes, I don't know. Probably just watch game six Clay or something. What's that? <laughs> like, what, oh, yeah. like, he had on Clay had twenty one points tonight just from seven three pointers. That's it. Like Clay had twenty one points tonight, all of them three pointers. He went seven for fourteen. No, he hit some. I know he had a runner and stuff. I know. I'm I, looking at it right now. The fact that no, I saw oh, no, no. no I, my bad. I was looking at field goal shooting. My bad, not three points. Yeah, he went five for eleven from three, seven for fourteen from the field. Yeah, I mean, he just. What'd you say? I know you guys talked about it. the fact that Marcus Smart would flop guarding Clay Thompson and stuff when he's at the three point. I don't care even if you get the call. I still said that was stupid. <laughs> what about uh jordan Poole's flop when he allegedly got hit in the face by marcus smart like you can't take that game take the, the thing is that was a marcus smart smart special like marcus smart can't be mad about that when he literally makes a living off just being a guy that does that like the thing another thing is joey i remember remember i was talking about that uh Today, how the Celtics play defense on Curry. Like, they basically yeah. just let him kind of go off. Tonight, they did the exact opposite. They doubled him and face-guarded him. They are face-guarding him at half court. Like, Jalen Brown was <laughs> in his face. Curry's in the, at half court in the corner and just kind of sitting there, and Jalen Brown's in his fucking grill. They did the exact opposite. They doubled it, and then it was Wiggins and Draymond just um, dump-offs. Curry would just dump it over top of him. Wiggins, Draymond, get in the lane. It's a one-on-one versus big guys. It's just a floater, easy floater, or a dump down to Gary Payton. That's literally what they did all night long. So you uh, can't, can't you either pick your poison. You want Steph to go off for 50 and probably lose or let shut down Steph and let the other guys combine for, like, just have a really good game and still lose. I have something really <laughs> funny. In 2012, I hate to say this, but 2012, Jason Tatum tweeted that a Jabari Parker is better than Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> um, I want to talk about that Steph thing you're saying, though, them picking him up, doubling him at half court. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it. I posted it on the Instagram story, but um, go follow that if you haven't. But uh, 
stuff they like these guys made like a video and this guy like wakes up out of bed and the first thing he does when he gets up out of bed a guy's oh, just fucking on him and then he goes into the shower fucking guy's still on him he gets out of the, his car in the parking lot guys on him won't let him do shit and uh when he got out of bed he's like oh, gotcha bitch and he fucking shot a shot and made it <laughs> <laughs> no like, i the the minute, the minute I knew he was over too for Tatum, they they called that timeout and Tatum it was like they're like kind of on the on the baseline, and Tatum like kind of pushed Draymond out of the way. He had the ball, Tatum did, and Draymond just started walking right with him to the bench, like to the Celtics bench, just walking right alongside of him, kept like kind of poking at the ball, poking at Tatum, and Tatum just like kept wouldn't do look at him, and he just kind of started like pushing him, and then Tatum sits sat down with the ball. And Draymond just kind of sat there for a little bit and then walked back to his bench. I'm like, okay, it's over. It was like six minutes left. <laughs> After that, I think the next play, I was talking to Logan about it. Really, the next drive possession down, Tatum comes down and it's air balls a step back three. I'm like, there you go. Game's over. I mean, Tatum's not scoring because Draymond's already in his head. He was so rattled. And then, no, it was, no, the next play was he grabbed Gary Payton after the air ball then. I'm like, okay, like. He's just no, desperate now. You know how like is it just me or is I just have zero confidence in Jason Tatum's like fadeaway jumpers? You can tell when he misses, it's way short. Exactly. Like, like when he makes them, you're like, fuck that, that man's fucking cold. And then when he misses them, it's like, oh my god, you like what the fuck was that? I mean, Wiggins a couple of times was in his fucking grill. Nobody in the world would have made some Wiggins, of those shots. Wiggins has been boxing him about every game. Oh, Wiggins go on a stretch and he just puts whoever he's guarding in a, in a box. No, you know how the like when you watch your team play against another team, you hate the other players. Yeah, like Curry and Thompson, I don't hate him. Draymond, I fucking hate him because he sucks ass at basketball and he's being all this stupid shit. He was a, he was he played very good in defense tonight. I don't care. very good on defense. I tonight. hate him though. He sucks. He had, he had a couple blocks. He's not good at basketball. No, he's he not anymore. I said that. No, I loved was, it when Draymond uh, bullied Steve really Kerr into uh, calling a challenge. What? I loved it when uh, Steve Kerr oh, – or when God. Draymond Green bullied Steve Kerr into uh, making that challenge. Yeah. Like, I don't blame him because if they get the call – if they get the foul call on Curry, then Draymond can stay in the game. But still, yeah. he fucking threw a it, fit. It was on Curry, too. Curry hit his arm. Curry that would have been on the ground then, right? Yeah, I think Draymond so. But Curry, Curry swiped down, hit his arm. And then Draymond was just jumped straight up with him. Draymond cheats. Draymond. No, he fell into the crowd today, and I go, he raped her. Kick him out right away. <laughs> Not he, right he away. He, said, he fell into the crowd, and he hit the girl. I go, he raped her. Kick him out. So you guys cool. love alleging people, athletes specifically, of rape. Well, like, he's already made a lot of money, so. <laughs> what, do you think you can get away with it? Jordan Poole did that have been like that fucking guy. He's always Jordan you know, Poole that slide. I'm like, that would have got uh, millions of views like, on that, that guy did it again. I heard Rihanna was in the, I heard Rihanna was maybe at the game. And I'm like, okay, this someone's like this is Jordan Poole game. You see, they started, oh, yeah. they started a petition on the fucking what's it called? GoFundMe or whatever to get like girls to like on the sideline for him. And like there was actually like twenty thousand dollars put into it. Just so you get like girls on this on the court. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is my favorite player now. He hit that. Uh, no, I love the Warriors. You can't take him from me. No one. Oh, I, yeah, me. I guess that's fair. Yeah. No, you. I told someone today. I was like, um, Thias McDermott. I was at Thias McDermott's house, and he said, he's like, like the Warriors got so lucky with Poole. Like they did not no, think he was gonna be doesn't. this good. And I go, Luke called it, and he goes, 
how the fuck do you call that? I'm like, watch his college tape. I don't know. No, his college tape wasn't like crazy good. Um, oh, what was he gonna He's say? Definition of drafting oh, potential. He hit that. He hit that. Uh, shot at the end of that quarter or whatever. I, I knew that. Was and he goes right to the corner, the crowd, and he's just like started high five doing everybody. this. Start, he high fived everybody in that little section. Like he was in the stands, high five everybody. The first thing I said when that happened, I was like, all momentum has been lost. I'm like we had it going. You into can't. The you can't give momentum to Jordan Poole. Like if Jordan Poole gets momentum, he is going to carry. He's going to run with that. He's so fast. I think he, he's maybe field. yank a three right away in the uh the next quarter though, and just. Oh, I, I know he hit a three. Curry, Curry passed up like four. Curry passed up an open three, dumped it to Poole. Pulled nothing but net. And then he hit, then I came down to did his crazy ass step backs and shit and hit a fadeaway. He's so Jumped fast. Out. If Gary Payton had like somewhat of a jump shot, he would have had like 90 points off of three pointers tonight because they it's so funny how bad they sag on him at three point his first shot he hit a three. It was crazy. Yeah, I know, but they they just let him have him. They're like, fuck it. Black sleeve Gary Payton's gonna be I love I love Gary Payton. They they showed it today. Did you see that? He he was he's been on four different NBA teams and five G League, different G League teams. And he got cut by the Warriors twice already in his career. Third like, time's a charm, Luke. Oh, there's a story. He was going to quit and, like, work in the front office. Because he knew him. he could help. Because he just wanted to be, like, part of basketball. He, was, like, he thought his career was over. And then and he, wanted to help, he wanted to help the Warriors specifically. Yeah, and then the owner the owner said, like, the, well, I don't, that owner's a genius. I don't know what he's doing there. But he said it's something. Same, he's, yeah. like, he's like, no. So I don't know the whole story, but he said no. And he's like, no, you're going to play or something. And then he ended up getting a spot, and now he's a big part of he's he's way better than Draymond. Fuck Draymond. Yeah, like I said before, fucking Gary Payton went off tonight. Oh, he's a monster. I love Gary Payton too. He just plays I just hate so, how he just plays so much hustle. No, I rooted for the Warriors, like because I I love Steph Curry and all them. So I was like, I'm like, oh, I want the Warriors to kick ass. Until you have to play and then randomly one day I realized I'm like, my Celtics, like my my, my, my guys are gonna run into them, and I have no confidence going into that series. It's like if the Steelers played the Bears, like you know the Steelers are gonna lose. That's terrible. No, it's like your favorite. You don't have like to be fucking stupid all the time. Like it's like your favorite team going into like going into like the Super Bowl and you gotta play like Tom Brady. You're like, well, yeah, yeah, it's like rock it up. Anytime you play Tom Brady, you're just like, we gotta try playing him in the fucking AFC championship. You're like, oh, I don't even get to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, exactly. It's just it's like it's like if you're, like, you're a Tom Brady fan, and then you're like also have to, your team's really good too. You're like, oh well, shit. Imagine <laughs> what people thought when they had to play Michael Jordan back in the day, though. They probably all hated him. After he won like two rings, they're like, we're never gonna beat this guy. It's crazy. Teams probably thought they're like every every oh, every team that's probably played Jordan was like, we weren't scared of him. I'm like, you definitely were fucking. The year of him. before, I think it was the year directly before he won his first title. He averaged 37. In a season, that was the best year of his like best mm-hmm. scoring year of his career. Thirty-seven. Everyone points. does say a lot really. of people do say. I told you this. They, they believe Stu said it was one of them. He goes, me and like a bunch of my buddies. He said we believe there. He's a Knicks fan. He said if we would have gotten Tim Hardaway, which they were supposed to, as their point guard, he says Michael Jordan would maybe have two or three, maybe three rings mm-hmm. tops. That Knicks team would have been running the league for a while. Because they had, instead they got stuck with Starks, John Starks. <laughs> John Starks. Tim Hardaway was like, who's, who's pretty much Marcus Smart. No. Yeah, John Starks is basically Marcus. He, yeah, he literally lost him a playoff game because he couldn't make a free throw. 
And then what's his name though? Tim Hardaway has a better crossover than AI. Oh, t- yeah, Tim Hardaway. That's Tim Hardaway. Because that yeah, yeah you would have Tim Hardaway. You would have had uh, Patrick Ewing and probably some other beasts. It was been- uh, Charles Oakley, Lee. and um, I forget who their two guard was, but he was like a darker guy. Um, but wow. he was fucking good. Yeah. Uh, Anthony. Uh, George Anthony. I think his name. He. Greg Anthony. Greg Anthony. Greg Anthony. Yeah, yeah. He always correct that. No, he's in the next. Yeah, but crazy. I mean, like I said, though, the series isn't over. I mean, we're talking about it like it's over. It's not, but it feels over. But if we can, if we're at home. Because now, I know it's game now six you got to play. Now but... you got to win two games in a row against the Warriors. Yeah, we're at home, though. Is the thing. So now, are, yeah, now, the Celtics are the balls. Now you go to that the same situation. You'd be like, oh, well, the Celtics were undefeated in two games in a row. Warriors also are. Yeah, the Warriors. They've never good. lost two games in a row either. Both teams. The fact that we're here is just. Yeah. I actually might cry though when we lose because it's like we're this young people? and we have a Celtics fan. Like, Joey, why would I like I, I have the right to shed some tears because like <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly fine. It also just shows my love for my team. I mean, but it's like I have all these young guys that I love so much. And when we lose, I'm like, I don't know if we will get back yeah. because of how good the East is. Like we're not we weren't the clear number one team going into the playoffs. I'd almost rather have it be like the worst situation kind of where it's like they it, lose, you're like They've had, they've done what they've Fuck, done. We're done. Like this is over. Actually, that would suck. That would really <laughs> suck. But it's like at least they know like they've won three rings already together and they've been doing their whole careers. If we lose this and they and like just go to shit after it, the team yeah. breaks up and they're going to be like Celtics, fan, Celtics, Celtics fans that are like that said it's going seven and then they're like, all we gotta do is get it tied two two and then it's a best of three. Why would you want a best of three when there's two games at Warriors? Like it just doesn't make sense how people thought that. I don't know. It's gonna be whatever. a sad day if we lose, and if it's if we win, I'm never letting anyone hear the end of it ever, ever. Tell my Timberwolves. Win. I will say it every single episode we ever record. Tell my Timberwolves. Your Timberwolves will never. win. All right. Well, that was our game five recap. Um, enjoy the rest of the episode. Take her easy. All right, and now to our weekly recap, Luke. You ended up winning the draft. I started off with a, a good start. I was up by two votes on you, I think, last night before I went to bed, but then you ended up coming back, beating me by three votes. I have no idea how Ripley got last, but, uh, Luke, you win your, what, fourth draft now? Just from yeah. starting in March, like at the end of March? Yeah, uh, take your victory lap, I guess. Yeah, like I, this was, like, the one draft where I really actually thought I had the best team. Like I'll say, like I, <laughs> and what really helped me, what sealed it, like for my confidence in it, I literally saw a Conor McGregor uh, video. I mean, he should have been a first round pick. I think I took him. Oh, I did on take him. Turn. You got him on the turn. The two okay. one. I got Ron Artest. Yeah. So it's like he should have been a first round pick. Like the guy it was unbelievable. Like crazy. Like psycho almost. You could say it's like. No, so, yeah, and even no when one, he wasn't fighting, no, he was still getting in the news for like no fighting one, pedestrians. No so. one, no one in our draft was a better shit talker than he was. So it's, it's <laughs> no. just like in the whole entire draft. So I don't. I mean, maybe I maybe that, Kevin Garnett, but you also had him. Yeah. So it's just, it's just like I don't know. I think um, this was like the most confident I was in a draft. But obviously, with that being said, your two teams were also like probably very close like it, compared to like other drafts I feel like this was like one that one of the closer ones for sure but at the same time like I said I was probably the, the most confident with my team 
Yeah, I can go over the percentages of the votes. Luke had 41% of the votes. I had 32, and then Ripley had 26. So, I mean, I don't know, but um, let's get into the weekly recap, though. Start off with start off with NFL football, I guess. Um, so I guess first thing I want to talk about because this, this has been fucking pissing me off. I don't think I've really talked to anybody yet, but Pro Football Focus, who I absolutely despise, they have Mike Tomlin ranked not even top 10 as best coaches in the NFL, which is absolutely absurd to me with what he's been given compared to other coaches and what he's been able to do. It's since I think he got the job in 2008, I want to say, and he's never had a losing season. We're always in the playoffs. Like I know he doesn't have a good playoff record, but still like what I'm saying is like for what he's given, it is unbelievable. Like he obviously has a say in drafting and shit. Like him and Colbert were like fucking best friends. Like he cried when Colbert said that he was retiring and just like everything. He's a definition of like a player's coach. Like, I know his locker rooms get fucking haywire, but he was also had, like, uh, the most unreal offense, like, almost of all time at the time. So, I don't know. You can give your two yeah, cents I never, on it. But. I never thought – I yeah, no, I think he should be top ten. I don't think that makes any sense how he's not. But Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy was in fucking that yeah, top ten list. I just pulled it up. He's number ten. Mike McCarthy is ahead of Sean McVay, Brand Staley, Mike Tomlin – Wait, Sean McVay wasn't in the top 10? Oh, he was 11. What the fuck? Sean McDermott wasn't in the top 10. I fucking go go through the top 10. I didn't even see the top 10. Okay. Um Bill Belichick won. Yeah. So then they have like their it says their record with average roster. I don't know what that means. Probably pro football focus rosters, which is horseshit, also. I see, I don't know, but and that's probably why I think like McVay and Sever down there. But uh, Belichick won, J- John Harbaugh two, which I can see. I mean, he that's wins. Fine. Literally, he just wins. Andy Reid three. That's tier one. Tier two. That's fine. I, I like that top tier. I like that too. Kingsbury four makes no sense. Holy fuck. Pete Carroll five, I can see because I mean, maybe not now, but he did win a lot. Uh, Matt LaFour, I mean, he's, he's win- he wins all the time too. Kyle Shanahan. Mike Vrabel, I don't think, should be up in top 10. Frank Reich, number nine. Frank Reich. Nine. That is fucking wild. And then McCarthy, 10. McVeigh, 11. Staley, 12. And then Tomlin, 13. That's tough. Brandon Staley, a better coach than Mike Tomlin? No, like Brandon Staley hasn't done anything. Brandon Staley, Mr. King of the fucking 4,000. Staley's only been a coach for two years. Yeah, so how the fuck is he better than Tomlin? There's no yeah, way I Staley. I don't think. I, I don't think Tom, Tomlin should definitely be top ten. I understand, but when you when you said, um, um, yeah, he can't control his locker room. Like his locker room is just chaos. That that's pretty funny. Like it actually is. He wins games, but his locker room is just chaos. I think it's because he's like too lenient on the players. I think I think so too. I can see that he's just like too chill. Almost it seems like. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like the like, players who are nut jobs are really good players, though. Yeah, no, I mean, that it seems like that happens a lot in pro sports, though. But Sean McDermott's like 16. Lovey Smith is right behind Sean McDermott. Lovey Smith hasn't coached since like fucking early 2010s. Yeah, they have Houston now, but room for, yeah, I mean, this is just insane. Pro football focus, you have now entered my shit list. I don't know where you rank that yet, but. 
pro football focus is so weird. It is. Like, I don't know how they do any of their rankings. Like when you watch, uh, I think it's Sunday night or Monday night football, they'll show like the rosters and their pro football focus yeah, score, but- and it makes no fucking sense. I don't like. I don't get it how they do it because I always looked it up. I was like, I was looking up something. It was like offensive line, I think, like rankings for some reason, and it's just like it made no sense. I just, I don't know how they do it. There's some kind of algorithm to it. I know. I just, I don't get what it is. Like, I'm looking at their player grades right now. Let's see if it loads, but it, it's. Oh, you them? They don't have them all unlocked, but it's just yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't get Pro Football Focus what their algorithm is. I'd like to know. Maybe someone explain it to me. But like right now, I'm looking at the top. They give you the top three quarterbacks, and number one is Burrow. <laughs> they have Burrow, Tom Brady, Josh Allen. Burrow's like I, in my opinion, I think he's like. You could make an argument he's not top 10. I mean, I would probably put him in my top 10, but that's fucking wild. That's like their offensive rating. He's number one. That's outrageous. It's it's stupid. But anyway, I, I just don't get how they do it. I know it's probably a lot of shit goes into it, but I don't like it. It's too much. Um. I mean, kind of speaking about the Steelers, just want to bring up one thing. A picture came out of – uh. George Pickens, he was just smoking a cigar in the locker room after OTAs. Like, <laughs> like what? Like why? <laughs> like we were just talking about how Tom can't like control a locker room and his rookie wide receiver at OTAs is just smoking a cigar in the locker room. But whatever, he's he's gonna be on that menace board real soon here, I think. Yeah, because I was gonna say someone said something to me. How does he not get picked? I'm like, he hasn't done anything. Like he got in a couple fights in college. It's like he hasn't yeah, he hasn't done it deserve it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll he can <laughs> he can be on it, but I'm like, I'm not gonna give it to a guy just because he stands like a fucking idiot when he gets drafted. Yeah, with a ski mask on. That's what everyone was like saying. <laughs> like, did you not see when he get drafted? I was like, okay. He just like <laughs> like yeah, he's still like an idiot. Um, okay, moving on from that. Uh, did you hear about Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams? They're both saying that Derek Carr and Tua are just as good, if not better, at certain things than Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Like, that is fucking blasphemy. Like, I get it. Like, Luke, you always tell me this. Well, they got to stick up for their teammate or whatever. It's like, that's just fucking crazy. I mean, I get it. I get the whole deal. But, like, both of them. Both of them were saying that uh, they're, like, better at certain spots than those two and shit like that. I don't know. I It's wild. It's hard. It's hard to answer that question if you're like Tyreek Hill and Tay, though. Like, I'll just say they're to, both great players. What, what are you supposed moving? to say? Like, but it's that's not. You can't really do that with like um, what's his name, the Tyreek Hill situation because they like asked him about arm strength. He goes, or they asked him about who's better. It's like you can't really say they're both really good because one is like clearly better, and you're not just gonna be like, oh, Mahomes is better. Obviously, like you can't say that because you have Tua as your quarterback. Like, what are you supposed to say that's that question? It's so stupid that people ask that all the time. No, I yeah, I think it's like disrespectful that they're even yeah. asking that question. Like, like it's like they're trying to like put them in a trap and get headlines and shit. That's what they it, do. It puts the young quarterback like Tua in a like impossible spot. Because no matter what, now people are gonna shit on Tua because they'll be like, Oh, you think or your Tyreek Hill thinks he's better than um um, Holmes is like he didn't say it. Like he didn't. 
someone said that about him. And then if you don't say it, it's like it puts that quarterback, the lesser quarterback, in an impossible situation because now no matter what, they're going to get compared to that other guy, and it's just not going to work. Yeah, I mean, Obviously, there's one's better, and you can't. And if Tyreek Hill would have said Mahomes is better, then now everyone's like, oh, he obviously doesn't believe in his quarterback. It's like the impossible situation for those quarterbacks. And yeah, the these reporters are scumbags. They're stupid. Uh, moving on, the Chargers owner is getting sued by his own sister uh, because I guess the Chargers like lost a shit ton of money. Well, the Chargers are like family owned, is what I understand. And uh, when they moved from San Diego to L.A., they lost, like, a shit ton of money in that process, which, I mean, fuck, it takes time. You just built, like, a $4 billion stadium. Like, you, like, have a great young team around you. Like, the money will come. But, yeah, the sisters suing the uh, brother, and I don't know. It's just money fucking ruins all these relationships. I think it's just out, outrageous. But, yeah, another, another owner's getting sued, so. That's insane by your own family. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He must have called her like the C word or something. Had to oh, some something went wrong, but that's I, that's that's hilarious. Uh, then oh, but I was saying though, literally the day before, which is kind of wild. But Beast was talking about uh, the Lions moving to Canada, which I don't think Detroit. Detroit's actually like a great sports city. Like their fans are great. And I don't think that Detroit's going to lose their football team, but I was thinking like a team like the chargers whose fan base is pretty fucking bad. Like, I think if a team like that moved to Canada, Canada would totally rally around that team. They'd have an insane fan base. And like with the chargers having this team, Oh, it'd be electric, but I know with the new stadium and everything, there's no way they'll move, but. No, that would be like the perfect team you think. Like I thought when I remember you saying that, I thought you meant they go to Detroit. I'm like that would be dumb. Oh, so how no. can a team that was in San Diego and LA move to Detroit? <laughs> like that, <laughs> that wouldn't work at all. But yeah, like going to like a big city like Toronto, Montreal, something like that. That'd be awesome for the Chargers. Because yeah, like they would get so much like that. Every single person in Canada would like that one team. Oh yeah. And they've had, they haven't like basketball is different. They've had the Raptors. They've had teams like for how long? So obviously they still have those fans, but it's not like new to them. It's just like same old, same old. Like yeah, we all like them. If it's a new team in Canada, that those you best believe those first couple years, like 10, 15 years, would are gonna be crazy because it's like this is the first time they've had football. So yeah. I mean that place would be bumping every single game, and especially how good they are. I heard that the CFL too is like nuts and um, a lot of gambling books and shit, they promote like crazy in Canada because Canadians like love American sports. Like they're all for it. So um, move into the next thing, the Texans, they allegedly consulted female employees before like even considering it or like before the trade talks even happened with Deshaun Watson. So that is really interesting to think. I mean, I like we've been hearing a lot about the Texans being, you know, this whole conspiracy where they're trying to set up Deshaun Watson, you know, make him out to be guilty. But I also think at the same time, if they did that, wouldn't they be like ruining his trade value? I know they got like the craziest trade package of all time when they did trade him to the Browns. But still, I feel like if he is getting traded, 
are you just trying to like ruin his career forever or are you just like because otherwise that would I feel like that would have hurt his trade package I mean I don't know yeah and there's a couple more uh allegations that came out too I think he's yeah he's at a total of 66 that 66. is numbers and then I think it's like 24 though in the last I don't know what it was I saw 23 in the 24 like back-to-back days so I don't know it's like ridiculous I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. No one does. I don't think like, cause he's still playing. I think I do I think though that Roger Goodell is going to throw the book at him because especially in like today's world, it's suspended. Oh, for sure. But I think for how much allegations are against him and like how like reactive the fucking NFL is to like shit like this. Now, I think he's going to get probably a year. Yeah. Which I mean, give him another year. I mean, he's been, he was out for, I don't think a year is gonna like hurt him that much. I really don't because he's so young. Yeah, that, that you that makes sense. I mean, I could see like that's two years now that he'd be off, but a guy like Watson, how athletic he is, how much good of a football player he is. I mean, what's another? I'll give him another year. He'll just start. He'll still. It's not like he's in jail, right? Like I said this many times. It's not like he's hurt. It's not like he's in jail. He can still play football. Yeah. So I think when he gets back. That they're gonna that Browns team is gonna. I hate the Browns. Like I actually hate them, <laughs> and I don't know why. I really don't. Probably because Baker is on the team, and I just don't like them. But I love Deshaun Watson, so I'm not thinking. I'm not gonna root for the Browns when he gets back. But I think they're gonna be really fucking good. Uh, then moving on, Hunter Renfro signs a two-year deal for thirty-two million. Um, I mean, good for Hunter Renfro. We obviously love him on the locker room guys, but the do you see that picture, that service of him with that giant bag of weed when he was at Clemson? No, I no. Oh, it was like it went like everywhere on Twitter for a little bit. I think after he signed his deal, but it is so funny. Like Hunter Renfro did not strike me as a guy who smokes weed, but he had this giant, giant bag of weed. And it's like, what the fuck? It's on uh part of my takes, like memes and uh Twitter page. But I could not believe my eyes when I saw it. No, I didn't. I just see the. I keep seeing the one that is about um, um, him and DK, like and then like like these two guys play the same position. Yeah, exactly. Sport, and that's just crazy to think about. Uh, then more in football. Uh, Jason Garrett replaces Drew Brees on the NBC pregame show, so they're replacing a boring white guy for another boring white guy. Um, yeah, I mean. That's, <laughs> that's all I got to say. I mean, Jason Garrett, whatever. Like <laughs> Jason Garrett. I Jason Garrett's such a bum. He is. Like, there's no other way to describe him. Like, that's like the perfect word. He was Jason just Jerry Garrett. Jones's bitch. Like, he just – Literally. He, he only had a job because he did whatever Jason – or he was whatever his, Jerry he, Jones said. He was his puppet. Yep. Uh, then, last thing in football, the Rams. So – Whoever's running their salary cap books is an absolute fucking genius. Uh, rap sheet broke it down, um, but I'll go over the contracts right now. I screenshot it. Let me get to that real quick. So they signed Allen Robinson, Bobby Wagner, Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, highest paid non-QB in NFL history, and Cooper Cup. The Cooper Cup's deal, which I thought it was three years, $75 million, it's five years, $111 million now. So way to get your bag, Cooper Cup. You're an inspiration to millions. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that's like 
so Rapshi was like breaking it down and he's like, yeah, um, if you, he's pretty much saying like, if you look at the Rams roster, it's kind of like a wage gap that you would see in like Saudi Arabia where all the rich people are insanely rich and all the poor people are rookies. And, you know, they, they were saying they're all guys on rookie deals and then they have their all-stars, but that's insane though. Yeah. I mean, but like John, Sean McVay is probably like counting down the years already till he's done. Like you have to, you have to, if you're McVay, you got to like give once Donald's contracts up. So two years and then um, cups will be coming up soon. If you're McVay, you got to start contacting the well cups five years. Yeah, no, I'm saying like after two years of Donald's, Cups right. will be coming up, and then like obviously everyone else too. So it's like you got to start contacting your uh, agent, and getting getting these broadcasting uh, interviews and stuff. Because <laughs> you like wh- why would you want to stick around? You're gonna be rebuilding till you're till him himself. He's young. He's gonna be rebuilding till he's like 50, 60 years old. <laughs> so he's like, and he's gonna get a bag with where whatever he does after this. Like if he goes into the booth, so he's I mean he's a genius. So. Yeah, he's he's playing it so smart. Just sign these guys, keep doing what you're doing. And then once their contracts are up, once they're retired, just get out of there. Get the hell out of there. Um, since I brought up that wage gap thing, we can talk a little bit a little bit about the live golf tournament that all these golfers are getting. Um, I was always told not to talk about another man's job, even though we do that literally every single time we hit record on this podcast. But um <laughs> uh these guys like they're getting they're getting attacked for like supposedly supporting Saudi Arabia and how they like treat women and everything. I mean, I just think it's obvious they don't support what Saudi Arabia does, but if they give you a blank check, like, yeah, you're going to work. Like a lot of people work at companies that aren't the most morally stable, but they're getting paid. And I mean, that's just how it is. Like, I don't know. I like it. It just bothers. I feel like the media is like trying to twist this, like make them out as bad people, but I don't think they are. They're just, like making the best career possible for themselves. And that's how it is. Like they're not doing it for the Saudi Arabia kingpins or whatever. They're doing it for their career and their families. Like, yeah. I mean, I say it all the time with uh, players. Everyone talks, everyone says, why don't they just take a pay cut so they can win? They're still like making, they're still providing for like their families and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like if someone's going to offer you a bag like that, I don't think they realize how much they're making. Dustin Johnson, I think, is making like, like 125 million. And Tiger throughout his golf career made 121 million. Yeah, and Tiger got offered 750 million to yeah, play there. And because Phil's, I think Mickelson's making 200 million. It's, it's like and and you can still compete in all the PGA, uh the uh, majors. Like you can they got still compete suspended, in all didn't those. They? I I think maybe, but like they they're saying compete. the like US Open. Of it. They're saying it's like the US Open, too. which isn't a PGA event, like everybody will be back for that and it'll be like yeah, the most back. like viewed golf tournament, like by far, just because all the guys who are in Saudi Arabia now are not gonna be able to play in the other PGA events. Yeah, so I think they can like I yeah they might be suspended for like a little bit, but I know, 
I don't think you necessarily have to be in the PGA to like compete in those majors. It's weird. I think the it's more of like some most of the, like the littler tournaments you have like PGA tournaments you can't go in. But I don't know how it works. I'm not that big in golf, but I mean the guy that won made five million. What's his name? Schwartzel. I mean he he literally came from um, like in the PGA. He was in the PGA. He was in the Masters. Um, but yeah, he won. He made five million, and then the top four top five golfers that won the um canada tournament like last weekend made like four point something million combined it's like they're doing something right over there like you get you get money for getting last like they said a bit like what the pj should do is like start paying like almost everyone like you miss the cut you still get paid or something like that like because there's some golfers that only made like that only made like five million in their career yeah, because they don't win. Like they don't win. Oh, they're saying that Schwartzel guy only yeah, got paid. I think yeah. four million over like the twelve years he's playing or something. And now he made five million off one win. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, you have to go to Saudi Arabia and golf, but and it's not just in Saudi Arabia. Like it's a Saudi Arabian league, but they go like throughout the country, kind of like they're they travel the country and like have tournaments. Yeah. It's like just because they join the league does not mean they support Saudi Arabia. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey. That makes no sense. That that's basically like saying, um, if you're in like any American thing, you like hundred percent support like everything that America does. Like obviously, people have their different ways, like what they like, what they don't like. It just doesn't make sense. No, exactly. Or, or you're in the NFL, you so completely back Roger Goodell, no matter what. No, exactly. It's, it's like that's what I was saying. Like I don't want to get political at all, but <laughs> I was saying like, how. No. Yeah. I was saying how that's like saying um, like because you play in America, you support all these high gas prices and yeah, like, you love like Joe this Biden. It's really like, fucked up, but like the school shooting that just happened, like it's just not it's just they don't we nobody supports it. Nobody supports what they Saudi Arabians do to people. Yeah, like they, nobody. That's why they do it. They do it because they're getting a lot of fucking money. Yeah, <laughs> in order to have like not just their family but like their future like generations family that they can be set pretty much too like that's what these athletes do it just makes people are just so mad and i don't get why like they're talking about when they come back if everyone's gonna hate them like on the tour it's like they were still friends like like they were friends for how many years now they go and join another league okay they join another league like no like the people see the big deal i don't see the big deal yeah it's if I was like, if I was in the tour or if I was doing anything and my like friends went and did a different league and it's like to make more money or not even that, just like, that's what they thought was best for them. It's like, I'm not, I'm just going to hate them now. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, I'd be asking for them to pick up the check when we go out to eat, but yeah, I mean, exactly. I yeah. would be, I'd be hoping I'd get that offer. Be like, all right, maybe I should step up my game. And, but I know some guys aren't going just because they don't want to get canceled, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, moving on from that, though, let's see here. Okay, let's – yeah, let's go into baseball. So, do you see what Max Muncy did? This is great. So, Trey Turner gets intentionally walked after having a 1-2 count. Is that right? And uh, Yeah, 1-2, yep. So, they get Max Muncy up. That's who they wanted. He hits a walk-off home run, and then as he's getting to uh, home plate – he yells over at Tony Larusa. He says, "In a, in I quote, you fucking walk him with two strikes. Fuck you, bitch." <laughs> I love that. 
I what a that. pimp move. That would feel so damn good. From Muncie, too. I love that. Because what are you doing walking a guy, like, with one, two? I don't get that. As a pitcher, all. I'd be furious. I'd be, too. I would be, too. That makes no sense. I mean, Larusa is kind of, uh, I don't know, something's wrong up there. It feels like at times he's getting old. Yeah. But walking a guy on a one-two count, I know it's Trey Turner. He bats, like, 300 every single year he's ever been in the league. But it's, like, still, one-two one, count. You got to trust your you – tr- do you trust your pitcher at all? <laughs> oh, fuck. But moving on, let's see here. Oh, shit. I forgot to bring this up. Uh, we'll talk about it later, though. Uh, fuck. All right, so Cubs versus Yankees. I want to talk about the series. I mean, probably whoever listens to this, at least, like, probably 40% are Cubs fans. But, yeah, the Cubs got absolutely shit on. I mean, not a surprise. The Yankees are the best team in baseball. Uh, I mean, Frank Schwindel even had a coming in pitch. He threw, I think, the slowest recorded pitch I'd ever got taken for a home run. It was a 37-mile-per-hour EFIS or whatever. And uh, the guy, it was like a fucking moon pitch. You would have thought he pitched it underhanded, took it deep. And, uh, yeah, the Cubs lose 18-4. to And Matt Carpenter, all of a sudden, he's back, and he just can't stop hitting home runs. So, Yeah, did you also see what Clint Frazier said about the Yankees? No, he goes, I was, he's like, they asked him about something about his time at the Yankees. He goes, yeah, I was tired of uh, getting told what to look like. Yeah. As an adult, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. I'd be fucking pretty pissed off too. That's pretty stupid that they still do that fucking rule. But I mean, some older people do need to be told what to look like though. Like some dads are just not dripping. (laughs) Yeah. But not like, yeah, not pro athletes. Pro athletes (laughs) that have a lot of money. Yeah. Especially a guy like, um clint frazier who was like young gets in a league and they tell him like you can't have like any facial hair or like i guess that's just that's so fucked up uh moving to the next thing robinson cano so he plays his first minor league game since i think it said 2005 and it just so happened to be spongebob night where they wear like the spongebob baseball uniforms like that would be so demoralizing as a player i would hate that like robbie cano he's like what 39 and he's like fuck i got sent out of the minors and now i have to wear this spongebob uniform like what the fuck (laughs) poor guy he's used to being in the big league like they in the minors kind of like they have fun they try to have fun. Then he get yeah, his first game he has to wear a fucking SpongeBob uniform. Like he's you'd feel like a clown. Literally. <laughs> Literally. It just I don't even know uh, how to I don't know how I would respond. I mean, obviously I mean, he's still playing baseball, so he probably doesn't really care, but I'd feel yeah, like I mean, this, this ain't I, didn't, I didn't check who they were playing, but it could have been the Savannah yeah. Bananas. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see. I don't know. Uh, moving into the next thing. Oh, college world series. So I know absolutely nothing about college world series. So I'm going to pass it to you for this one. This like, so obviously I'm not going to act like I'm the biggest college baseball fan in the world. Uh, I do. I really start watching it when regionals start. I don't really give a shit about the regular season. There's a fuck. Every team plays like 60 games and they're on at 10 in the morning. It's ridiculous, but Tennessee losing is an all time funny thing because how big the biggest assholes probably ever in take like all the asshole like JJ Reddick, um, <laughs> Marshall Henderson, um, 
Christian Lane are just the biggest assets you can find in college basketball and put them on one baseball team. That's Tennessee baseball for you. And they lose to Notre Dame of all teams. Like well, Notre and everybody Dame. was saying that Tennessee was by far and away the number one team in the they're, nation. They're like one of the best teams of all time. They had like seven losses all year. Yeah. It's in it's ridiculous. And for them to not even make the college was I literally told Bryce, Bryce like, oh, they're gonna win it all. And I was like, no, Arkansas was the best team last year, didn't make it. They they haven't, and I just looked, saw it. I think since since the 2000s, not the number one seed has never won the College World Series. So it's like they have like a 4.9% chance, I think, to win going into regionals. That's like ridiculous. You'd think it'd be like around 40 to 50. <laughs> to the number one seed. You don't remember, especially if you're Tennessee, who has like the greatest team of all time, apparently. But no, unbelievable uh, that they won. Ole Miss made it. I mean, Calvin, shout out to Calvin Harris, their boy. Um, who else? Oklahoma had a big upset too. Beat Virginia Tech. I I just love Cal. Like it's a three game series. My dad talked about the time like anything can happen in his three game series. Seven game series, better teams probably gonna win majority of the time. Step three game series is in co- with college kids is crazy though. Yeah, like anything can happen in that. And then obviously there's a couple more games tonight. But um, I want to say one thing about that Tennessee Notre Dame thing. I figured Notre Dame had like a home run jesus kind of like how they have touchdown jesus oh, yeah. but they got they got beat at tennessee so it wouldn't have mattered anyway it, like you no know, that's the other thing every game is at tennessee yeah so, <laughs> you have a three-game series you know, but apparently the best team of all time you're playing notre dame who maybe shouldn't even been there it seemed like shouldn't even been in like regionals i don't think they like barely made regionals and they come there to your place and beat you two out of three times like that's ridiculous and well notre dame had to be the last seed right i i don't know how they do it because oh, they just okay. like go, they did the like, rankings. They just have your ranking. So like some teams have a ranking by them, some teams don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Auburn's like fourteen, and Oregon State they're playing the, the three three ranked in the country. That's how they do it. But um, Tennessee has three number one picks, I think, on their team, and like four pitchers that went in the top ten. Like that's fucking you, wild. How you have three number one picks on one team? I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. How you're not in the World Series, I also have no clue. It's kind of embarrassing, but no, I mean, I I love it. I mean, they were assholes, but glad they got put in their place. And the funny thing is, I don't know if you saw this, Mincy, when they're before the SEC tournament for college baseball, Brandon Walker's like, who, who, do you, who, who do you got to win? He goes, Tennessee. Yeah. And then he goes, what about, like, to win it all? And he goes, probably Tennessee. You got to go Tennessee. He goes, you can't just pick the favorite every year because you had Arkansas last year, too. Yeah. That's not how predictions work. He was old, but you'd be stupid not to pick him. I want to watch that pick central today. With, oh, uh, fuck. I don't, think Grant, I don't think Grant was on it, though. Shit, so, that would have been sucks. hilarious. Oh, God, it would have been so fucking funny. I don't know. I, I, I love Todd Bates. I, I said this. I'm going to – um. next year, I say we get a group to go down, and you go down, like, early stages. It's like 30 bucks a game, I think stay for like two or three days you get like two or three baseball games a day yeah and we'll all be 21 and we'll be on a different fucking level <laughs> yeah, and, you know i'm gonna book it like right when it's over this year i'm gonna book a hotel for downtown like there's like hotels all around that place mm-hmm. and then you don't have to drive anywhere it's Perfect. gonna be all it'll be so much fun and college but my dad said this he's like i think i'd rather watch college uh, play college world series than uh mlb uh, playoffs i'm like that's a, that's a hot take but i mean i can see it it's pretty fun 
Um, I forgot to bring this up earlier when we were talking about football, but uh, a USSL player loses a wisdom tooth from getting hit in the face. That is badass. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't even think that was possible, but yeah, that's crazy. That'd be nice, though, because then, like, exactly you have your wisdom teeth, like your wisdom teeth, one on one side at least. Yeah. You have to get that thing out. So, if I'd say hit me again, like, hit me on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we're gonna run this playback. You just hit me on the other side. <laughs> oh shit. Um, okay. Moving into more college news. Uh the Big 12 expansion is finalized. Uh Houston, UCF, BYU, and Cincinnati are all a part of the Big 12. Um, I mean, I fucking love that. Those are four teams that like are by far way better than like the other teams they play. And uh the Big 12 with them losing was Oklahoma and Texas. I think having these guys isn't as bad as a consolation prize as it could be. No, I mean, you're getting four good teams, like good programs for non-Power 5. Yeah. Obviously, you put them in the Power 5, it's only going to help them. Well, the four best other than Notre Dame. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're getting the best teams, like, in about every sport, too. Yeah. At least the mate, like, the college and – or football and basketball. Like, those are the teams that – usually are at the top of their conference every year. Um, then keeping it moving here, CJ Stroud gets a $150,000 car. It's a Bentley Bentog. I think that's how you pronounce it. But I mean, holy shit, $150,000 whip. He's like, what, maybe 20, 21 years old. <laughs> like this quarterback. It's wild. Probably yeah, it's ridiculous. And I saw another quarter. I think yours maybe got a, Aston Martin. <laughs> James Bond drove an Aston Martin. That's I mean, fucking I, hilarious. They have like three college players, a Lamborghini, um, Aston Martin, and what was the one? What was the other one? Um, what did uh, Bentley? Yeah, Bentley. There you go. It's like, what? How do these college athletes and like yeah, pros don't even get that shit? We talked about this. Luke, why don't we play football? Yeah, no shit. I should. I, now I'm telling like my kid, I'm like, you're playing football. I, I don't give a shit. You're going, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get one and you can get. It's no, what I, what I like about that too is like these NFL people, like they're debating about it. They're like, uh, is the talent in the NFL going to be watered down because there's not as many kids playing football because like all the concussion stuffs and everything. And um, I'm like, well, not anymore, because if you go to college, you can get a fucking bag. <laughs> you don't like, even need to make it. You don't even make it to the NFL, and you can have like a career. You you get a career. Like think about think about you go to college and you make even out of college. Like right like right now, us. Let's say we get out of college, or even like our parents, they get like five million off something. They just like win some five million dollars. That's like life changing. Yeah. Imagine getting that in college, and now you have your whole life still ahead of you. That's like crazy to think about. Like of us right now, we got five million dollars. Like <laughs> we're we're set for a while. This podcast would be way fucking bigger. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, like we would be set for a very long time, just having a normal like everyday nine to five job that pays decent, but you have five million dollars. Like that's yeah. crazy. That's that's like un, that's unbelievable. That and they're that's just five million. These guys are making a lot more than that. I can tell you, I can tell you well, that. All right. So I'm going to give you like a, what do you rather, or like, or just see if you do it. Um, Ray Lewis and Sean Taylor on the other side of the field, you get called for a crossing route 
and you're getting the ball no matter what, are you taking that shot in the face for 150K? Yeah. I, yep. <laughs> I don't care if, like, let's say they hit me so hard that I go deaf in my right ear, I would still do it. Yeah, because, like, you got to think about it. Obviously, we're smaller, but how many times do people, like, people have gotten hit by them? Like, well, yeah, there's there's an ambulance on the sideline. I think get, I'll be. <laughs> they Yeah, they get a little fucked up, maybe, but there's a lot of, there's a high chance. There's also a high chance that you walk away fine. You just get a little, like, you're spinning a little bit. Like, that literally happens all the time in the NFL. People get lit the fuck up and just get right up. So there's a chance that you get up and there's, like, a chance you maybe get a concussion. But, I mean. There's also a chance you get decapitated. I don't think. I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Uh, keeping that moving. This is fucking crazy. This is probably my favorite headline of the day. But uh, Duke hires former Nike executive to be a player GM that helps capitalize on NIL deals. So there's a new job now where these big universities are going to hire somebody to just be an advisor for these athletes. And they're just going to rack up as big of NIL deals as they can. Like Michael Vick just got, he pretty much has a client with DJ ukulele or whatever, the Clemson quarterback. And he's going to be helping him get NIL deals. It's like, that's wild. Like, and Duke, knowing Duke, they get a Nike executive to be like, yeah, I'll show you how to make as much money as possible. Like, that's fucking genius. I always, I always just hired one too. No shit. Yeah. So it was some, it's some chick. Probably the Carlos O'Kelly's like CEO or something. It's some chick. I don't know who it is. My dad told, told, told me about it. Yeah. The Duke person's a chick too. Yeah. They said they just hired some NIL person or something like that to help like all, all those sports. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking awesome. Crazy how much money they, that these kids are going to like, just like thinking about that, that like you just said, it's ridiculous how much money these college kids are going to be making. Mondo bucks. Oh my God. Can you imagine being in college? One, you're already the, like, the starting quarterback for one of the best teams in the country. And now you make millions of dollars on top of it. Yeah. I mean, imagine I know. Imagine me in college making millions of dollars and being the starting quarterback. Yeah. You guys would be drinking for free, but um, oh, <laughs> like, like being a quarterback, first of all, you're probably already getting paid already, but you get any girl you want, <laughs> you get all your drinks for free. You probably have, you easily have like a job waiting for you if you like don't make it in the NFL. Like if you are a starter on like a decent fucking college football team, starting quarterback, you already have it made. And now you're just getting just checks for, for with no, with no fucking uh, backlash either. You're just getting whatever money you want. It's, it's like, it's crazy to think. I just can't, I can't even, I love NIL though. Like I think it's really good, but holy shit. I like now that we're talking about it, Swimming in money be in a, as a college kid would be the, the dream. Yeah. I mean, think about our house right now. We'd be living in a frat house, but with only six people in it. Imagine <laughs> like Johnny, Man, imagine Johnny Manziel. Obviously he did. He came out. He said he made a lot of money, but imagine NIL, how much money, more money he'd be making. Holy shit. College life. He would like, they already called him money Manziel. Like, obviously he was raking in some serious dough, but like, even more money, Manziel. <laughs> just, 
Oh my god, he he would have been living like he he would have stayed in college for as long as he could if that was the case. Fuck yeah. Um, then I think that wraps up all of my headlines from the week. Unless you got anything else. Wait, oh, I have something that I forgot to bring up way earlier. Uh, the NBA is like heavily considering shorting the season. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, they're just going to do whatever makes them the most money. And I don't think these players realize that they're, if they shorten even like 20 games, like that's a lot of money they're going to be missing out on Two, That like hurts me as a fan because the amount of like stats and shit. Now, like if you think NBA debates are bad now, I'll wait for this. And three, I like, I saw, I think it was Richard Jefferson talking about it, how players are completely coddled now. Like, yeah. I, I swear, like, I get it going on, like, these road trips and shit. Like, it's got to suck. Like, you're what, you know, with your body and everything staying healthy. But, like, I think they also forget, like, they're an NBA player. Like, you're playing basketball for a living. Like, I know that's, like, hard on your body and everything. But, like, you're living the dream. Like, their whole dream that they've been waiting for. And now they want shortened seasons and just, like – but the biggest thing I probably hate in all of sports is that you can be an NBA fan, spend hundreds of dollars on a ticket just to not see your favorite player play on the court because they're sitting for rest like that, even when they're not injured. Like, I know they yeah. can't really police that, but still, I almost don't think that if they shorten the season, it'll even matter. Like, and they're saying, oh, we'll shorten injuries. And it's like, well, no shit. It'll, it will have less injuries because there's less chances of you less getting chance. injured. But like, you can't just make i don't know like maneuver your way around that that's like, so it's not like if they shorten to 60 games that everybody's going to be healthy by finals time that i hate that how yeah like you said they're making millions of dollars to play basketball or like play like literally a game that anybody would do and that like anyone would love to do it and they're yeah they're just they're bitching about playing too much i don't get that at all like it you're making so much money you're literally it's your job it's like your job to play basketball and you're bitching about playing too many games. Like that's like everyone, like an everyday person, obviously it may not be as hard on your body, but like bitching about working like every single day, every single day of a year, like you're really working every day. And they're just like, they play 82 games and they're bitching about like, I, I don't like, I don't like, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, they have like their, their uh, summer vacations are way longer than like teachers are. <laughs> I get it. Like they're still like working out and shit, but it's not nearly as like, you know, it's yeah, not working out, but like still could like an everyday person could be working out every day too. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm pretty sure they're not, they're still not putting in like eight hour days. Like I, I mean, obviously they're like eating right and shit, but I don't think they work out eight hours a day. Like <laughs> Joe Burrow literally said it. He got, he went on the Nelk like full send podcast. Cause he was bored. Yeah. Like I, I literally do nothing all day long. I get up at like 10, eat, work out. He said he'd go to the facility or something for like two hours, but. And just like, that's it. Yeah. He, he said, oh, yeah, I get up at like 10 o'clock kind of go work out and then come back home and just kind of chill. It's like, wow, must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he ain't bitching about last game. So I'll give him that. No. All right. I mean, you got anything else to talk about? Last thing. Did you see the Dominican Republic's team for the World Baseball Classic? Oh, no. It, like, it might be the best team, like, of all time. It, they got, so, shortstops, Tatis, Jose Ramirez is playing second, 
is like the batting order. I think they kind of project. So yep. Tati's at short, Jose Ramirez at second, Juan Soto in left, Vlad at first, Rafael Devers DH, Manny Machado third, Tasker Hernandez at right, Gary Sanchez catcher, Stalin Marte insider. I'm that like, is they fucking wild. Have a top three shortstop. Jose Ramirez would be the best second baseman if he played second. Juan Soto, probably the best hitting left fielder in the league. Vlad is probably a top three first baseman. Devers would be the best DH. Manny Machado's the best third baseman. Like in baseball, in all in one team, it fucking ridiculous. Who do they Tasker, got on the bump? You know, I didn't see they, they they don't have much pitching, but holy yeah. fuck, the lineup is stacked. Yeah, that is that is fucking well, awesome. Well, baseball classic is a lot of fun to watch too. You ever see that story of uh, Mariano Rivera when he was a kid, like growing up, like how he had to play baseball, like he yeah with the cardboard. Yeah, he would bring around like a thing of cardboard, and that was his glove, and he's like didn't think anything of it and then that, then he became the greatest closer in history and that's fucking it's badass yeah and last thing this is hilarious i don't know if you follow br betting on instagram the, the guy was like filling out a survey and it says something that costs three dollars or less but has the ability to make your day and the guy's um is for like work or something and his he put a 13 team parlay yeah <laughs> That's fair. I mean, fucking totally awesome. get it. Fucking awesome. Now, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm scared about. Like when I get my betting book or whatever, if I'm just going to be like, ah, oh, fuck it. Let's do a $3 parlay today. Yeah. Eight legger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make things interesting. All right. But that wraps up everything for us. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't even have to say this, but we're going to be recording the, you've already heard it by now. So fuck it. Um, we're going to try to have a draft this week. We don't even know yet if we're well, like, I'll try my best, but uh, stay tuned for that. And um, as always, take it easy. This kid is a gamer. He's a follower. He's a playmaker and a shot controller. In case you didn't know, I got T-Bowed. He shattered the mold. And all he does is win. All, all, all he does is win games. I got T-Bowed. He shattered the mold. And all he does is win. All, 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 he, all he does is unleash. Tell T-Bowed. Let him go. It's time. Turn him loose. Let him play. Let him play. play on Sunday. Unleash. Tell T-Bowed. Let him go. It's time. Turn him loose. Let him play. I'm going to church Sunday. Run pass option. I think that's my game. I guarantee you that! I'm no John Elway. He's rewriting the book. Week in and week out. He's a unique football player. That's what Tim Tebow's all about. He's a gamer. He's a follow. Playmaker. Shut your He's a gamer. He's a follow. Playmaker. Shut your Unleash Tim Tebow. Let him go. It's time. Turn him loose. Let him play. Let him play. On Sunday. And all he does is win. All, all, all he does is win. One more game. One more win. All, all, all he does is win games.